Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. We're excited to be part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. We joined the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network uh, because we're on the same page. We want to serve the church in her mission of making disciples by providing and promoting podcasts that help grow believers and the local church. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. And I'm Derek Hanna. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel center ministry every week. And I'm a little bit... I'm a, a little bit concerned, Derek. This is going to be a bit of a raw topic today. What's on your mind? Talk to me. Well, we're going to be talking about music, and and just on Sunday in church, my wife moved away from me, like visibly moved a, a number of times away from me whilst we were singing. Right. Uh, helpfully, there was another person in the church who was louder than me. Okay. But I was real. I was I was loving it. Yes, you. But she may not have been. She moved away from me. Yeah. Not once. But twice, even after <laughs> what, the side hug, her? <laughs> even after the side hug, I pulled her in and moved yeah. away again. Yeah. <laughs> moved away again. <sighs> well, the one thing's brought to you with thanks to Geneva Push, the Australian Church Planning Network, and you've pressed play on episode number thirty-one: small scale music. All right. Here's a Scott hates me starting with anecdotes. Here's oh, my little anecdote. You love talking about oh, yourself. <laughs> Here's a little. So when one of my friends uh, led a church years ago, he was an older guy, family friend, uh, new church. Well, it was an old church, but he was new there. Very small. He asked me and my wife one day with a few other people to do the music. Uh, we weren't great. I sort of play guitar, but it's really just you two. That's all I play. Uh, it was a baptism, non-Christian, rumours filled. Music was awful. It was so incredibly painful. But it was at that moment both that I wanted to cringe and just kind of hide and never see the light of day again at the embarrassment that I'd caused myself and my wife and my entire Hannah family. Um, but realise for him as well, there is this massive challenge that he faced in order to create a uh, an engaging and edifying moment during the week this Sunday, uh, he didn't have the resources to do it. And I wasn't sure he knew how to get the resources other than just pulling in dodgy guitarists like me. And that's not uncommon. Well, and, and, and it's not uncommon in church plants. I think most people think, you know, church plants are just, you know, full of, yeah, full of great musos, but they're not, are they? No, they're not. Absolutely. So the question we want to grapple with today is how do you do that in a small scale? How do you handle music on a small scale? Well, thankfully, this is not a problem we have to solve for ourselves because our special guest for this episode of The One Thing is gifted Christian musician and magnification pastor, Trevor Hodge. Trev, thanks for being part of The One Thing. A pleasure, mate. Thanks for having us along. Well, let's get this party started. All right. <laughs> uh, first up, is it realistic for churches, particularly small ones, to have engaging, edifying music, even, even whilst being you know, small? Yeah, I think so. But I suppose the question is, where is the bar? Where are you setting the bar? And there's a real struggle, I think, for small churches when a lot of the places where people connect with Christian music is on the CD or on YouTube or something like that. And so that becomes a bar of, you know, what does, what should corporate worship sound like it should sound like your hill song or it should sound and and so that can be a, a, an unhelpful expectation that people come into uh church music with and so i suppose there's a question that each church needs to ask themselves of going what's going to be helpful for our congregation and who do we have here and how do we do the best with what god has given us to uh yeah help our churches sing together god's word hmm. so yeah 
so what's realistic then? Like, how do you how do you set that bar? Um, it does feel like how long is a piece of string question, but what like what is realistic to aim for? Yeah, it, it is a hard one, isn't it? Because it really depends on who is there among you in your church. And so if you do have some gifted musicians, there's a greater capacity to explore some things. But in the end, um, it's, it's aiming to have your church um, loving singing together. And so how can you support that with who God's given you. Hmm. Yeah. So what what do you mean by that loving? Like I, I use the word participation, you know, so I'm obviously, I'm like A plus for participation. Yeah. Um, maybe performance, I'm probably <laughs> yeah, 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 C yeah. plus, although I think I'm a B plus, but my wife would probably say a C plus. Well, I think she might say love, but anyway, <laughs> keep going. Yeah, what does it, what does it look like? Because the church I'm a part of, people would come in and they say, you do have a singing culture. Yeah, yeah. And so I think, uh, particularly when you're talking church plants, it's, it's thinking about how can you, um, do things that help, um, encourage or foster that kind of culture. And so I remember in, in that season for us, it was thinking through how do we make sure we introduce songs that people can learn really quickly. Uh, and then we, you know, repeat them long enough that people get it. Um, how do we do enough of those songs so that as people come to church, they expect that they can participate? So it's not like a disheartening experience every week. Mm. And so little things like that, irrespective of, um, the level of musicianship and stuff, there's choices you can make in that area that, so, so when the church comes together, that's a kind of a normal thing. We, we, we sing together. We love doing that and that will build upon itself. Mm. So. And one of the things that I'm particularly thinking about often is, you know, it's the outsider. They they come in, yeah, so they yeah. they want to. I want, I want people to see that, but then the songs often a lot of songs are very hard for the the non Christian or the not yet Christian to actually sing. And, yeah. it, and is, is that okay? Uh, should we be having songs that are more you know general? How how do we? Yeah, and, and it is. It's it's oh, these all they're they're all tensions and balances. These mm. kind of things. Mm. I, I remember again in our church planning phase in the church I was in, um, we had a very short song list. Um, because we wanted to grow this culture of singing. Um, the problem is the kind of, it didn't have the breadth of kind of theology that you'd think would be ideal. And so we had to sacrifice that for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How do you, how do you look for that balance so that, um, we are feeding our people well? Because the, the songs we sing is the theology that will stick. And so it's really important that we've got stuff that feeds our congregation, but also have a balance of, um, to making sure that not every song is in in language that the outsider it's 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 just gibberish it's mm. just a whole nother language to them or how do you do with that one song that might be how do you lead it well so you can unpack them for it so mm. even though it it is something that's a little bit weird that you've helped them journey into that and understanding it so so still still sing the song but explain why we're doing it what what, what it's actually meaning and saying yeah yeah sometimes it's that's needed mm. you know sometimes it's just because of the language or some of the concepts in there so mm. that's good now, I've got a question I want to come back to with you, Trev, just talking about how you find musicians and how you kind of manage that. But before we do that, just press pause, crack open into something a little less musical. Well, maybe not. Scott, I had thought maybe we should just get you to sing for a couple of minutes just as an interlude today. Uh, or alternatively, anything in the toolbox for us. Well, we've got some really good resources for getting a handle on small-scale small scale music, beginning with a great course from Emu on Church in a Box Marketplace. Uh, or if you're a church planner, there's a great webinar that Philip Percival has put together called uh, Establishing a Music Ministry in Your Church Plan. That's on uh, genevapush.com uh, forward slash resources. Another great new resource is a network that uh, 
Uh, Trevor's just started called Magnify. The website for that is magnify.org.au. It's a great net network to encourage and equip magnification music and worship leaders and the pastors who lead them. And then some excellent books. I know a number of people out there are, are, are sort of trying to think through, well, what, what, what's a good resource I can put in the hands of um, you know, people in my church to get them thinking about into this topic? There's a great book, Then Sings My Soul by Philip Percival. Uh, Bob Coughlin, Worship Matters is an excellent resource. If you're looking for a big sort of theological resource, Worship by the Book by Don Carson is excellent as well. And then Mike Rader and Rob Smith have also produced a book called Songs of the Saints. Uh, they're all great resources just to help grow the theologically, you know, thinkiness of your, uh, of your music people. Alrighty, that's great. Now, back to this question I was going to ask. Can you give us some insight into how it is within a congregation, how you how you find and engage musicians, but also how you encourage those who may be willing to serve but may not have the gift of you know, serving in music, how you navigate that, how you triage that sensitively but wisely for the good of the whole congregation and the outsider as well. Yeah, yeah. So how, how do you find musicians? Um, often they'll come and find you. <laughs> um, and, and sometimes that can be a good way about it, that, yeah. that things are a problem and they're often the ones that want to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And so I suppose um, if you're a pastor, someone who's open to showing that you really value that, uh, that your first response to those conversations I think is going to be critical when mm-hmm. someone says, oh, yeah, I'd like to make, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sometimes how you find people who can serve in, in music music um the, the 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 second part of your question there i think yeah there's uh, i think in any kind of the, any church has a, a spectrum of participation um i can't think of a better word than excellence but that helps mm-hmm. if you think about if we've got a line there and you have to make a call about where that you where you want to place yourself for the mm-hmm. sake of things um like we just talked about for for outreach and for the outsider and the impressions that they get and so i think having clarity in that is really helpful for those conversations mm-hmm. so that people already know this is kind of where we want to go it's not that if you can play the kazoo, then hey, you're on team. Yep. Um, and so that really helps set a foundation for then ongoing conversations. But, um, it's so important that we see, um, you know, music ministry as a, it's, it's, it's all about serving mm. and it's just one opportunity to serving. Mm. And if people are keen to serve, then surely in our churches, we've got multiple opportunities to help, um, put people in areas where they can serve and do that but it's it's about servanthood it's not about music yeah good. so yeah yeah nice you've mentioned a number of key things but what are what are the key things that you need to address if you're going to move towards a good place with music in our churches that's a quick question isn't it mm-hmm. a couple of key things couple of key things couple of key things um look i think the songs that we choose is yep, your repertoire Mm. Um, the song list, um, factors of singability, um, can you musicians, there's some songs that are fantastic if you've got that band, but if you don't have that band, they're mm. just not going to work. Yeah. Um, but obviously the content of what we're singing, uh, we're told that we, we let the word of Christ dwell richly among us as we sing. And so we want people filled with the word of Christ because of the songs that we've sung so that on Wednesday in the middle of what whatever's going on in their life, they remember the songs that we're singing and that can serve them in that. Um, So there's some key stuff. I think, um, yeah, loving and valuing and and investing in the lives of those who are serving. I think um, in in music ministries so often, particularly in a small church, uh, if you've got a gifted musician, 
um, there's there's a really good chance they're going to get called on very often mm-hmm. and um, seen so often people being um, burnt out in ministry because of that. And so I suppose having a healthy understanding of their identity in Christ, which is not a musician, it's it's a son or a daughter, mm-hmm. um, and they don't perform their way into God. They actually have been adopted. Um, and, and so pastoring you musicians, I think, is critical for a healthy music ministry. Yeah. What about the most important people in church, uh, the sound guys? Um, you know, what are, what are the keys for you know caring and loving your your sound guys? You got to care and love. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 the ideal for me is they are part of. If it's a music team, then they're a part of yeah. that. Uh, yeah. So often there is there's tension there that shouldn't be there. Mm. Yeah. So. And and finally, budget. You know, look, how do, how does a church pastor resource the music team? You know, well, is that is that key, or can you can you get by on you know oh, so hard, on, a, on a fifty dollar voucher at Kural? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, look, I think you got to weigh up all your different priorities in ministry. Um, but the reality, uh, the one that I always come against is uh, when when building projects start happening, acoustics is yep. the last thing that you want to throw money at. Mm. But in the end, it makes so much. Here we are in a brick square room you can probably hear the acoustic problems right now and for the church participating yeah it's worth um getting that right investing Mm -hmm. you you are investing in your corporate gatherings and worship because as much as as much as you know we've been having a little jab at scott about his singing it's encouraging to have guys like scott in the congregation singing loud and enthusiastically uh most of the time it's on key. Let's assume 90% of the time it's it's around the notes that it should be. Uh, but that's the stuff you want to nurture and participate. That is encouraging to hear that and yep. see that happening. So, yep. Final question. Uh, what's realistic to be asking of our, mu- our musos? You know, what what is realistic? Yeah. Time-wise and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Again, I mean, it depends on life stage. And so often if, if you've got young adults, if you've got uni students, uh, often they're the ones who are keen and they've got time to burn um but again you need to make sure that that's pastorally healthy for them Mm. um but once you start um you know having young families and things like that it becomes far more difficult Mm. um our expectation has generally been um you're not on every sunday hopefully so there's times where you're in with your church family without that kind of hat of ministry on um and then if you can rehearse, it's going to pay massive dividends, not only for your end result in your gathering, but to really value those who are serving. It says to them, we really actually value what you bring and it's worth dedicating time to. So, Yep. All right. That's great. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Trev, what's the one thing people should be taking away when it comes to small scale music? The one thing, I, I just keep on going back to that Colossians 3, let the word of Christ dwell mm. among you richly. Mm. Uh, I think that's the amazing gift that God's given us in song. And so whatever we can do to help facilitate that. Yeah. I think it's appropriate we sing. <laughs> Take <laughs> it <Leave> away. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you value what you've learned from this episode of The One Thing, then we've got some good news for you. There are literally 30 more episodes just like it. Uh, well, not all about music, but uh, with ministry insights uh, that are going to help you uh, grow and resource what you're doing. Uh, just go to GenevaPush.com and follow the links to the resources section and prepare to be overwhelmed with episodes. 
Thanks for joining us for another episode of The One Thing. And thank you, Trev. Thanks. That's good. Coming up, our next episode. Country Country. evangelism. Country evangelism. The One Thing's heading to the country. That's one. All all, All you need to know about preaching... In regional country areas. That's true. Actually, the country is coming to us because this time uh, we've got Orange Evangelical Minister Bruce Bennett telling us everything we need to know about evangelism in rural and regional areas. I'm Scott Sanders. And I'm Derek Hanna. Chat soon. excited to be involved in the LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. It gives us the opportunity at one thing to be involved in a larger network. And can I encourage you guys to listen to Group Answers. Co-host Chris Surratt and Brian Daniel will help you resource, train and encourage small group leaders. Small groups are a key part of the church ecosystem. And so in each episode, they'll get you to think into current trends and resources as well as timeless truths and methods of discipling people through groups. So if you oversee a small group in your church or if you're leading one yourself, this podcast is for you.